Hi, everyone, and welcome to Talent Talks. I'm Rob Adams. Today, we are excited to be joined by Ruben Moreno. He is the HR practice leader and co-founder at Blue Rock Search. Today, Ruben joins us to share his expertise on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and how initiatives have impacted executive search. He also specifically looks at barriers for CHROs and chief diversity officers and shares some diversity topics to consider as we enter the new year. Ruben, how are you? Welcome to the show. Doing well, Rob. Thank you very much for having me. It's a uh always uh, great when we get to connect to chats like this. Sounds good. Yeah, I look forward to it. Lots to do. Let's dive right in. Ruben, we all know words matter, and we know it more than ever today, both in building a corporate culture and how companies approach DEI initiatives. Have you seen language change when clients engage you for a search in the past year? Absolutely, Rob. You know, interestingly enough, you know, in the last year, what we've seen the language has evolved from DEI to diversity, inclusion, and belonging. In essence, we've moved from DEI to DIB. Particularly in the current world of work, where hybrid is the new reality, progressive employers are hyper focused on creating inclusive environments where there's a sense of belonging. And here's what I would say in this particular space leveraging technology and being purposeful about creating moments of inclusion are now must-haves for success. That's what I'm seeing in the marketplace today around this topic. You kind of hit on the next question, but I'll go ahead and ask it to see if we can expand a little more. That The word that seems to be getting more airtime is what you just mentioned, belonging. Do you think this signals a shift in thinking among DEI practitioners or possibly people within organizations? Kind of expand for me if you could. Typically, I might say 100% on this one, Rob. I'm going to say 1,000%. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, belonging is most definitely getting more airtime these days. Simply defined, belonging is an emotional response to intentional acts of inclusion in an organization. You know, so one might say, you know, the key would be assembled, highly trained, diverse talent uh, and teams curate intentional moments of inclusion to build a highly engaged workforce that operates with a sense of belonging. So we're seeing a lot of conversations um, at the CDO, at the CHRO, and, uh, and a lot actually at the ELT and uh, CEO level. Um, interesting here is, you know, the interesting point is while chief diversity officers are in many instances leading the charge and the conversations in this space, where you're the chief diversity officer, the chief HR officer, or the CEO, in today's employment landscape, this absolutely is a must-required shift in thinking. I know and I can tell in just listening to you talk how passionate you are and that what an, a passionate advocate you are in telling your clients that culture matters when it comes to recruiting high-level talent. What are top-tier candidates looking for today? And are they doing more line-by-line comparisons between stated missions and visible proof that a mission is more than lip service? You know, Rob, this is, a, this is a great topic, and we could probably spend an hour talking about <laughs> this one, <laughs> although we don't have that kind of time. But here's a conversation I'm having a lot these days. We are absolutely living in a highly candidate-centric market. Uh, probably, I've, I've not seen anything like it in the last 15 years. You know, said differently, 
the highly talented candidates we work with have multiple options and many selection processes are now moving at hyper speed. One of the changes we've seen in the last 18 months, the world of video-based interviewing and decision-making absolutely has changed the game in this regards. Um, so with that said, when, when we work with candidates, they absolutely execute their own due diligence, no, no different than any other due diligence you might expect. Um, and what they look is to understand an organization's stated mission and actual demonstration of, of such, both internally and externally. And in today's market, given the amount of information available via websites, social media, other employment-related platforms, it's not real difficult to do. And in many instances, the decision between company A and company B. Um, and here's what I've been seeing with our, our clients and progressive employers. In progressive organizations, what I'm now seeing is a very active and collaborative internal partnership between the HR and the marketing function. Because mm. if you look at it, it's really leveraging those marketing functions uh, to execute the core competencies of things like brand marketing, lead generation, customer experience, and leveraging those for the same exact purpose, except now it's around how do we do that to identify a track and hire exceptional talent. That's an interesting point. Yeah, I can see that. I could see where that makes a lot of sense, especially now. That's very well said. Ruben, from your own experience, both corporate and in executive search, what do you think are barriers that CHROs and chief diversity officers encounter, and do you have any advice on overcoming them? You know, the interesting this on this one, you know, I think about the word barrier and think about obstacle and if you want to be optimistic about it, we might even call it, you know, an opportunity. Sure. But here's what I would tell you is, you know, the number one barrier I see today for CHROs and chief diversity officers, honestly, is speed. Um, we're, while, you know, while stating that the game has literally changed overnight would probably be, I'd be leaning towards overstating it. Um, however, in the last 18 20 to 24 months, what I've seen regarding candidate and employee expectations and what it takes to win this thing called the great resignation is unlike anything I've seen in my 30 year career uh, from an HR and executive search perspective. So the, the onus here from a speed perspective, CHROs and CDOs have to build agile systems, highly collaborative teams and employee resource groups and leverage technology as a great connector and enabler to, uh, to drive the change and build winning organizations. And, and similar to what I talked about in the earlier question, for CHROs in this space, because technology is the great enabler and allows you that speed that you're looking for, I highly recommend when I have these conversations, the development and implementation of a well-defined digital strategy jointly defined with not just their CMO, but also their CIO. Interesting. Wow. A lot of great information, Ruben. Uh, anything else that you believe needs to be considered as we head into a new year right around the corner? Well, you know, we um, in 2021, it was our, our first inaugural uh, crystal ball predictions. And it was called the <laughs> HR crystal ball. Uh, we did that earlier this year. And we talked about many of the things that our uh, CHRO and CDO uh, clients are currently experiencing, you know, the interesting piece as I think back uh, and I think forward, as we head into 2022, 
many organizations are now migrating back to the office, whatever that means in this new world. Mm. And I suspect there's going to be a new challenge in organizations that have experienced high employment growth during these last couple of years because you have two sides of your workforce that may have never even met, right? So as we look at that, now the challenge is how do we create moments of inclusion, inclusion, excuse me, that are mindful of the cultural norms for the employees that were hired pre-2020, during, and post-2020, while also being mindful of, belong, of the belonging challenges associated with any type of hybrid work that you're now um, providing. Uh, because if you think about that, I now have three distinct uh, employee populations that I want to make sure stay connected. Again, this is where that digital strategy comes into play because that's the great enabler. And interestingly enough, in HR, we talk about employee value proposition as being a fundamental component of a good winning talent strategy. Now the challenge, you know, this one might actually get tipped on its head as well from the standpoint of EVP may now need to be catered to which population am I speaking to, right? Because the EVP for a remote employee may be different for the employee who's now migrated to the office. And, and here's the last thing that I would say at the risk of talking too much. I know too late. I've already done <laughs> Not that. at all. You're uh, fine. <laughs> uh, you know, last but not least, and I think this is going to be an interesting shift as we move into the new year, 2021 has been all about a focus um, on talent, attraction, and acquisition. Uh, we, we had no choice. That's what needed to take place. I believe in 2022, we're gonna, we're, 2022 will bring with it an impassioned focus on engaging with, leveraging, and retaining the top talent that's already in the building. Um, because now, all of a sudden, if you think about a growth talent strategy, is now we have folks in the building. What are we doing with them uh, from a development standpoint, from an engagement standpoint, inventorying the skills uh, that we already have in the building uh, to win. So I'm not saying that the focus on talent acquisition and attraction will go away, but I think it's going to be an impassioned focus uh, on managing and developing and leveraging the talent that's already in the building. Kind of cultivating. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Sounds like it. exciting. Exciting. It, it's just it's a good time and good to look forward to 2022, Ruben. Absolutely. <laughs> You've been a great guest. I, I thank you so much for sharing your immense knowledge on diversity and inclusion. This was an extremely thoughtful look from an expert on diverse recruiting. We appreciate your time and look forward to you joining us again in the future. I'm so grateful. Thank you for your time today. Rob, thank you, man. Thank you for the opportunity to have the conversation and share my thoughts. And, you know, we highly evaluate our partnership with Hunt Scandal and looking forward to having more of these conversations in 2022. I look forward to it as well. And we look forward to more of that and reading more of your thoughts in our upcoming diversity, equity, and inclusion market intelligence report, of which Blue Rock Search is our sponsor. That's all the time we have here today. Alongside Ruben Moreno of Blue Rock Search, I'm Rob Adams, and this has been Talent Talks.